Lead Time is a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective, hosted by Tim Allman and Jack Kalliberg. Lead Time taps into biblical wisdom for practical solutions to today's burning issues. Each podcast confronts real-time struggles facing the local church in a post-Christian culture. Step into the action with the ULC at uniteleadership.org. This is Lead Time. Welcome to Lead Time. Tim Allman here with Jack Kalberg. Hey. Do it. Get it done. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> now is the time. Yeah. Do you ever have that that moment, uh, Lead Time family, where you're like, I, there's a task right now. There's an email. There's a, a phone call, text, whatever, that the Holy Spirit places on your heart that could be a blessing to other people. And it's going to take like 30 seconds to a minute. It's not going to require a lot of you. And when you choose, because it is a choice to say, no, that's not it. And I'm distracted by the squirrel or whatever. This mm-hmm. is actually an act, Jack, of, of self-betrayal. And yeah. we're actually, we're, we're hurting ourselves. And uh, the, the big goals that we want to accomplish are overwhelmed by the, the shiny object, the next thing that pops into, into our brain. So anything to say to, to that reality, Jack? Yeah, I, I think this, this is, a, you know, an honest daily thing that I struggle with. I'll, I'll have a meeting and in the meeting, I'm writing things down. Okay, I need to follow up with this. I need to follow up with this. Mm-hmm. And so I start making these commitments, whether they're internally or whether they're to other people in the meeting. And then I continue to follow my calendar for the day. And wouldn't you know it, every single hour of the day is, you know, already booked oh. up with other meetings and all of a sudden, I'm making more commitments on all of those meetings. I'm like, okay, I'll get to it tomorrow. So what is on tomorrow? Oh, more, more meetings, right? And so right. sometimes we can get into the trap of creating a whole lot of unkept commitments. And when those build up, it can be extremely stressful. Uh, we, start to, we start to think and ruminate on those things. And we start to get very anxious because we know we're not keeping commitments to ourselves and to other people. So what the book, Getting Things Done, it's actually a classic uh, by David Allen. What that book and another book we're going to reference today called Redeeming Your Time by Jordan Rayner, that's a brand new kind of mm-hmm. uh, Jesus-focused, gospel-focused um, a book about time management. Uh, what they do is help you develop a personal productivity system. Uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. And a lot of times we are just overwhelmed and we don't know where the task goes and what happens to the brain uh, when all of these inputs are coming from so many different angles, unless the brain either acts on it or puts it into a system to be acted upon later based on your respective priorities we be, I mean, that is anxiety, fear mm-hmm. about the future. I'm going to fail. There's no way I'm going to get it done. And you're a failure from the past. You've just, you're a mess. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have a system. And what it does, Jack, is it, it steals from us the ability to be present right now with the people Jesus has placed around us. Yeah. Doesn't it? Even, we even, even the small tasks, right? Because uh, this was kind of a, an interesting insight. And I think I agree from, um, from this, this, this book, Redeeming Your Time. Your brain doesn't really know the difference between big tasks to do and small tasks. And so even if you neglect the small things, they're still nagging at your brain in the same way that the big tasks are. Um, And so 
You got to get it out of there. You got to have a way to process that and get them out of your, I wouldn't say out of your consciousness, but into a system where it knows that it's going to be dealt with appropriately. That's right. So some of our systems that that we use as a team, um, we've got a number and we're trying to kind of narrow it down, I think, for mm-hmm. a lot of our projects. And our communications team is doing a really good job leading the charge here. But yeah. we use Asana as mm-hmm. a task management and project management system. Um, yeah. What do you love about Asana, Jack? I love the flexibility of Asana. Asana is um, kind of a cool piece of software that basically works on every single platform that you can imagine. It doesn't matter what kind of phone, what kind of computer, you know, anywhere with internet, it works well. It's also integrates with just about every single thing in the planet. So it's got seamless integration with your email and, um, you know, all all other kinds of tools that we use. We have like different, you know, forms, you know, like JotForm and stuff where that can just flow and create an Asana task. So it's integration with a lot of things is, is really cool. It allows you to create big strategic goals. It allows you to create projects. It allows you to have your own task list with subtasks. And so the key thing I love about Asana is the flexibility. The thing that people might be frustrated with is that it's so feature rich. How do I how do I use it to its fullest ability? What do I need to use? What do I don't need to use, right, to do that well? And that's why you have to, again, start to think about, well, what is the system? How am I going to build a system and then use the tool to build my system? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so redeeming your time is a is a fantastic read, and some of my image is about half the way half of the way through mm-hmm. it right now. Um, but I love how he distinguishes mission, mm-hmm. callings, long term goals, quarterly goals, projects, and actions, and then things you're not going to do. Yeah. So a good starting place later is like. What is your big, big uniting mission? You know, for me, it's I exist to uh, disciple and uh, multiply hundreds of leaders to reach millions of people with the gospel long after I'm done. So if I'm in the the ballpark of leadership development, pastoral, all the way down to lay formation, I know I'm in my sweet spot. That's aligned with my mission. But then it gets more specific. What is your calling? And if you're a Lutheran listening to this, what is your respective vocation? Husband, father, pastor, business leader. And then within each one of those, do you have more long-term goals for that respective calling? So as as a dad, I I want my kids to know and follow Jesus all the days of their life and be a humble, sacrificial, servant-oriented leader as they move into adulthood. That's roughly how I articulate my my goal for my kids. So this kind of bigger calling uh, as a husband, father, and then as as a pastor. And then we get more specific. As we drill down then, your system allows you to get very, very specific. Here's our one year, 10 year goal as a ministry or as a, as a business leader. And then it, it moves down to quarterly goals, which I like quarterly goals. And this mm-hmm. comes from some other kind of um, action books that I've action oriented time management books that I've read. Those, those quarterly goals are rocks that you're pushing up a hill yep. toward a respective outcome in a, over a, a long range project that you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of running. Do you like that image, Jack, of a rock I do. It's, that it's we, like, to, we together are pushing up a hill? Go ahead. We're pushing it up a hill and we're trying to get it to the next base camp, basically, uh, before you yeah. get to the peak. And that's what you can kind of think of every single quarter, right? So yeah. it's, you know, it, it's enough time that your week over week push, you know, the 1% gain that you're trying to get every week. When you start to evaluate by a quarter, you should be able to start to see something meaningful, but it is not the entire story. It's 
a meaningful part of the entire story. Yeah. Amen. And so moving back down then to the quarterly and then the projects and actions day in and day out, how do you evaluate effectiveness? And then it flows back up. Am I letting Mm -hmm. my yes be yes toward my respective mission with my unique callings right now in life? Or am I being distracted, diverted by a number of things that are just shiny Mm -hmm. objects? And there are so many shiny objects right now. Yeah, Uh, no kidding. Speak about some of those shiny objects right now that are keeping us from accomplishing the projects and tasks that day in, day out, the Lord puts before us, Jack. Yeah, well, sometimes it can be the novel things that come that come across our desk. Hey, you know, I'm working on a project right now, but somebody's got this great flashy idea. So um, I know um, you and I, Tim, we like to innovate um, and new ideas are very exciting, but we also have big macro strategies and goals that we're trying to push. And so one of the most important um, philosophies, or let's call it a discipline, one of the most important disciplines of leaders is understanding what is the good? What are the good things I'm going to say no to? Right. What are the good things I'm going to say no to, so that I can actually let my yes be yes and say yes to the things that are absolutely great? And that is probably one of the most hardest disciplines for any leader to, to embody. Wouldn't you agree, Tim? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, because there are, in fact, so many good opportunities to pursue, but um, this is one of those examples where good can be the enemy of great, right? And um, if you pursue dozens and dozens of good things, you're going to end up failing at dozens of good things rather than winning at one one or two great things, right? So um, actually, uh, as we're talking through this, another book that comes to mind, we've talked about this before, Procrastinate on Purpose. You remember that book, Tim? Where it talks about the funnel, how you start to funnel ideas, and and they give a great, you know, mental way of thinking about how you process certain things. But um, certain things should be delayed. Certain things should be delegated. I'm starting in D's now. Delay it, delegate it, do it, or I like to use the word delete it. It's not going to happen. Just delete it, right? That's right. (laughs) That's right. And uh, so I think a lot of times when our brains start thinking about saying no Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just me, but I'm more prone to think about like the projects and the the big ideas. And that's kind of how God hardwired me. Mm-hmm. But I think I like I'm getting better right now in saying no to popping onto my email at multiple yeah. different points of the day. Yeah. Because what is the email? Email right. is reaction to other people's goals. I want to be about proactively doing what only I can do, right, Jack? Yeah. Email is virtually 100%. We've used this uh, language from 4DX. It is all whirlwind. It is stuff that is acting on you. It is generally not the things that you are acting on. And the crazy difficult thing about email is that, you know, basically anybody who has your email address now has permission to interrupt your day uh, with something that they, some opportunity or some question or some problem that they're dropping on your lap. And we love people. We don't want to think that people are neglected, but it is majorly disruptive. Um, I remember, oh gosh, I was in college at the time and they were talking about the impact of, uh, of email. And uh, I think I, I read a research study where they said that working on your email for an hour had the same impact on your brain as smoking marijuana like smoking Dude. a joint of marijuana <laughs> in terms of it, it's it's destructiveness on on the the brain and its ability to focus and get things done. Mm. 
Yeah. So how do you pursue more silence and and thought? You know, um, my my morning time on the bike is not not doing. There's no noise outside of maybe some classical music or whatever. And and I've, I'm developing. I'm getting better at it. I'm not where I will be, but mm-hmm. um, developing the the ability to just say, okay, Lord, what are the big things, the big people, uh, the opportunities you're placing in front of me today, and help me to develop kind of the the right heart and the right posture toward a number of these possibilities. And then what are the things that I'm going to be acting on today rather than just acting upon yeah. me? Like my my brain, my heart needs time to kind of prepare for for that. And I think a lot of times when you wake up first thing in the morning, this is why I'm so huge on disciplines. The first thing in the morning, you're being acted upon by social yeah. media, by your email. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it just is destructed. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm confessing right now, I've experienced that sense of overwhelm or it, it's a, it's a, I'm going to speak to neuro, uh, the neuro, neurology, what's going on in the brain, the dopamine hit, it comes from like saying, Ooh, I got this thing done. Um, yeah. based on my email, based on re- responding to that person, solving that problem, whatever. But the dopamine hit does not last very long. And that's yeah. what you say, like get in and get out. And yeah. if you have somebody, if you're a leader and you, and you have somebody that can kind of help prioritize your inbox, um, scheduling, here's the big thing for me. Um, and if you're listening, you're a pastor and you're like, I don't, we don't have the money for this. I bet there's mm-hmm. someone in your congregation that would help you for free. Yeah. Uh, manage your inbox and also help you set appointments. Yep. Help you set and understands then your your kind of driving why the mission of your life and they can maybe even help you, Jack. Yeah. Say no, right? Yeah. Like you and I are blessed. We have Dawn, who's been an amazing assistant for the both of us. She's in both of our inboxes. She's helping both of us with our with our task list, and she is absolutely making us more productive. And but you're right. I think even in a smaller church context, if if the vision is there saying, hey, well, and, and we're afraid to ask because we don't realize that there's actually people that are lit up by doing this kind of stuff, That's right. right? Most most leaders are, you know, most people who think of themselves as entrepreneurial leaders, they're not lit up by going into their inbox. <laughs> they're, they're big vision people, right? And so, I, it, you know, Tim, you're giving some confession. My my confession is is that I probably am over overly zealous and neglecting my my inbox. I start the day, I write down the things that I want to do, that I want to act on, and I tend to be maybe overly zealous in not looking at the things that are coming in, and I probably need to be more balanced towards that direction. Um, and and honestly, it's psychological because I, I'm like. Do I want to deal with the anxiety now? Like I've put all this work into the things I want to see get done. Do I want to deal with the anxiety now of all these things that are flowing in and now wanting to act on me? And there's a part of me that just doesn't want to, doesn't even want to touch it, right? I'm resistant to do it, but I have to do it because it's the reality of every single leader, right? Yeah. There's no getting away from email. No, there's no getting away from it. But the question is, how are you going to deal with it, right? right. Are you going to let it dominate your life? Are you going to use it as a a tool um, and let it, be in its proper place. And uh, so if you can have a partner like we have, like Don, whether it's paid or volunteer, that sees, they get to see themselves in a role like I am the helper and that's my spiritual gift. Helps is a spiritual gift. Uh, tenacity for some people is a spiritual gift. 
being very detail-oriented like my wife. She's a perfect example of this. She gets the greatest joy in her life by checking things off of checkbox, right? Uh, a checklist. So she's the type of person where she's got a full-time job, but if she didn't, she probably would enjoy kind of doing that type of a volunteer role. Um, so those people are out there in the congregation. And, uh, you know, That's I'd encourage cool. you to, to ask them to help serve in that capacity. So a, a brand new book we've referenced. This is our book podcast, Jack. This is maybe the fourth yeah. or fifth reference is, uh, <laughs> is uh, by Pat Lencioni on the mm-hmm. widget. The, the yeah, six, widget. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. The six types of genius. Mm-hmm. And from wonder to invention to discerner to galvanizer uh, to enabler to, and that's not a bad thing, to the yeah. tenacious person. Yep. And that's a really inexpensive assessment that you can use with your team or to try and find folks in your congregation, large or small, who could become a part of your team and help you if you're the visionary, you're the galvanizer, you're the people person. But man, that Im- I'm just overwhelmed. Uh, maybe you could use the six disciplines or the yeah. six types of genius from Pat Lencioni and his team toward finding that that teammate, right, Jack? Oh yeah, and and again, that's the key thing. They're gonna this. You you look at you look at these codes, right? They tell you what your what your genius is. So when you're working in your genius, you're you're feeling energized, right? It's right. the type of work you do. Like, hey, I could just keep doing this all day long, and this is exactly what's lighting me up. I'm a WID, you know, wonder, invention, discernment. If I'm in that area, I can just keep going all day till, you know, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and there's no stopping me. But if I have to lean way over to the enablement and tenacity, and that's what I'm doing all day long, it just, I'm 45 minutes, I'm burned out, right? But a different person, it's a different story. There's people that live in that world and that's what's light, lighting them up. And so if you ask them to serve in that area, you're actually blessing them because now they're living a life where they're feeling lit up because they get to do that type of a work. Yeah. Another shout out to the Harrison Behavioral Assessment. One of the theories in the Harrison, um, and I use this for my tool for my doctorate, is the enjoyment performance, performance enjoyment theory. Mm-hmm. Performance enjoyment theory. Uh, which says that if the vast amount of your time, I like 80-20, if 80% of your time is spent doing what you were placed on planet Earth to do, um, and you have this driving why, the big mission, and you can kind of connect the dots to this task all the way down to how this task is leading toward that end. If you spend 80% of your time doing things that produce pleasure within you, you're going to get really positive feedback from other people and it's going to snowball in in the positive direction. But Mm -hmm. the inverse is also true. If you're spending a lot of your time doing things that do not produce pleasure, but, but limits pain, because mm-hmm. there's always going to be, Jack, 20% yep. of your time. I, I like the 80-20. Oh, yeah. 20% of your time is going to have to be things that are limiting pain. You know, if I do mm-hmm. not check this, there's going to be pain into the future. So yeah. I'm going to do that. But then I've got support around me that gives me uh, freedom to live in the 80%. Um, any thoughts about that kind of 80-20 rule there, Jack? Yeah, that, that's probably about right. I think, um, you know, it's it's a pipe dream to think that you get to live a hundred percent in your strengths, you know, maybe if you're Jeff Bezos or, you know, and you have an unlimited budget, that's a, that's a luxury that can be afforded. But even, you know, even then you, there's some things you have to do. You got to brush your own teeth probably, you know, I mean, whatever it is, there's something that is, is you got to do for yourself, for the sake of others that maybe not exactly something that you want to do, but it's needed for the long term. It's needed for, to get through the day, to get through the year. 
right? So yeah, there's always going to be some type of work that you, you don't need to do and you're going to have to take it for the team. Um, but yes, the more you can lean into it, you know, and, and that, that's a kind of a good question for folks as they're watching this video, a self-assessment, what percentage of your time are you spending in your strengths? If you have to evaluate your week, you know, how many hours of that week have you spent doing the type of work that's lighting you up? And my hope would be uh, that hopefully it's at least 50%. And if, you know, if it's not, then I would, my encouragement for you as a, as an up and coming leader is to talk to your supervisor, talk to your mentor and have an intentional conversation and say this, how can we, how can we change the scope of what I'm doing? So I get to lean more into my giftedness. This is very important because if you're not doing that, actually the organization is not getting the most out of you. <laughs> it's going to it's going to get the biggest bang for the buck by letting you work into the area where you're the most gifted and not doing the things that frustrate you tremendously. And if they need somebody to do that stuff that frustrates you, it may be a different type of person with their own diverse unique gifts that is going to excel in that area. So it's actually a good stewardship good stewardship issue. There's so much joy and strength and humility that comes in recognizing what you do well and what you don't do well. Yeah. Um, and it's not even do, it's not like it's a sin necessarily. No one, but Jesus is gifted in everything, yeah. right? Yeah. It necessitates our need for the body of Christ. So I imagine like a church body and local churches where, where leaders, you know, all the baptized really in a variety of different vocations are very articulate in what they were put on planet Earth to do, how they're hardwired. And at the very same time, they're very clear in areas they need to ask for help in, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It seems like a pipe dream a little yeah. bit because of our sin nature, which yeah. wants to keep us hidden. Don't let yeah. anybody know that you struggle, you know, in this yeah. area or you yeah, are, so you're not God. Like I mean, it's, it's idolatry, the, Jack. At the end of yeah. the day, it's idolatry. It's, it's the fear of the vulnerability, right? So you're trying to preserve or put yourself on a pedestal, one of those two types of things. So you, you don't want to expose your, your vulnerability. You don't want to confess that you suck at certain things, which I certainly do. I'm amazing at right. certain things and I'm terrible at other things. And uh, welcome to the world of being a human being, <laughs> right? And uh, I suck I don't, again. Yeah, and... I don't even think that's going to change in, you know, in the, in the new heaven and the new earth. I think we're going to continue to have diverse gifts of things that we're going to be amazing at and not amazing at. Because why, why create such diversity in people if it doesn't get to continue and, and you know, be a part of us longer into the future? So we, we started the conversation, Tim, about time management. Now we've gotten into the stewardship of spiritual gifts, but these are very <laughs> intertwined topics in, in reality. And actually, uh, time management is a stewardship issue, right, Tim? That's right. Yeah. It's, well, time is slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Yeah. It's the one thing that human beings, let's close with some theology. It's the one thing that human beings um, have that I think distinguishes us as those made in the image of God. We recognize our temporalness, that the days will not be here forever, that I um, have been given X amount of years. They're going to go by very fast, 
The word of the Lord will remain forever and I will be raised again. But while I have breath in my lungs, I want to make the most of my days. It's 100% a stewardship issue. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is is filled me and he wants to use me in community to reach as many people as possible with the gospel and to use my, especially if you're not maybe in ministry, to use my unique gifts to bless the world. Uh, to bring beauty and love and life into the world. Like there is this sense of urgency that comes of saying, do it now. So how many of your kingdom expanding ideas were lost leader because you failed to act upon them or at least put that idea somewhere to be acted upon later? That's a, that's Mm -hmm. a big question. So maybe your do it right now is reach out to us, the Unite Leadership Collective. Uh, We are, uh, pleased to be working with a number of different leaders and congregations. And if you're like, man, I would just love to set up a, a one-hour consult. Tim and Jack, just sit down and yeah. chill and, and dream about ways. We got coaches in our network as well. Dream about yep. ways that I can move from ideation to implementation with my own unique personal productivity system. There we go, Jack. We landed the plane. We arrived right back at where we we started. And uh, you are love leader. I I don't know if you hear that enough. Uh, Jesus loves you immensely. And the good work, even if it's behind the scenes, is blessing so many people. And you're a part of this big, big mission. It's God's mission. And you get to be a small part of it. There's there's immense humility and immense power that comes with recognizing that that point. So, Jack, thanks for the conversation today. It was a lot Thank of fun. You, uh, yeah. Sharing is caring. Please like, subscribe, uh, share, all of those things. It helps get the word out about what the Lord is doing through the Unite Leadership Collective. Collective and our two respective podcasts, Lead Time and American Reformation. It's a good day. Go and make it a great day. We'll see you next week on Lead Time. Peace. You've been listening to Lead Time, a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective. The ULC consults and brings together cohorts of congregations to build the culture, systems, and structures of intentional discipleship multiplication. To go deeper with us, create a free login on uniteleadership.org for access to exclusive materials and resources. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode.